Welcome to Eat, Drink and Be Carry, the podcast version of one of Australia's most popular foodie blogs, travelling the world bite by bite. Now here's Kerry. Today I'm chatting with Spencer Patrick, chef and owner of Harrison's Restaurant and Buki in Port Douglas. Spencer made his mark as a chef in England, but now lives a life many would envy in tropical North Queensland. He's not only embraced the climate and the culture, but he's also found ways to incorporate many of the tropical fruits that grow around him into meals at his hatted restaurant, creating a healthier cuisine. Spencer and his wife Raina also have established Taste Port Douglas, a food festival held every August that showcases the region's food. Here's Spencer's story and some surprises about tropical fruits. This is Eat, Drink and Be Kerry, travelling the world bite by bite. Uh, tell me about your day, Spencer. How did it start and what's on your list? Oh, my day today? Your day well, today. Um, I flew back from uh, Sydney um, in the early hours. I was meeting up with a few, uh, few people down there, a few chefies, all my old mate Colin Fassenage and, uh, and Paul Baker. We were down there for a uh, bit, of, bit of a chef meeting with a, a pork starry kind of guy. And um, and so that was really good. We went to some great places um, for for dinner and a few drinks as you do. And I got back and um, woke up this morning. My kids um, just jumping around as usual. Hunter's a little bit sick, so I've had to arrange for a doctor's appointment for him. And uh, I'm in here now, speaking to you, doing all the um, sorting out of the restaurant, turning on the lights, and and making sure the the gas is on, as they say. <laughs> so you're at Harrison's. Uh, Harrison's, yeah. And it's a beautiful day up here. It's a uh, blue sky. I can see the ocean from my restaurant. And, you know, the stresses of life and stuff, you know, that, that kind of uh, makes them a little bit smaller. Sounds like a perfect way to start the day. Yeah. Um, but you didn't grow up in uh, Port Douglas. Uh, you grew up in Britain. Um, it's a long way from far north Queensland. It is, it is. I mean, that was uh, you know, a chapter, a couple of chapters ago now, and I started off um, cooking in Michelin-style kitchens in the countryside, really chateaus when I was about 17, um, Hamilton Hall and places like that. And then um, one day when I was uh, 19, I phoned up Mr. White, Mark himself, and asked him for a job, and he, uh, he said, you sound like a very intelligent boy, come down and have a chat. So, um, so I did, and he gave me a job, and and that was it for me for a while. I worked for Marco at the restaurant Marco Pierre White, where we um, got three Michelin stars there back in 1994, I think it was, Kerry, that far ago. Wow. <laughs> I'm uh, getting a bit old now. And um, stayed there for three years. And then I was his head chef at a few years ago. You know when Marco was taking over the world back then? Yeah. So, so I was head chef of uh, the grill room, the Mirabal and Quivardis back in those days. Wow. Which, were, which, is, which is very, very cool and uh, I was a very, very lucky boy. Um, and then um, one day I decided um, I'd had enough of London and um, I got in touch with an executive agency and uh, they said there's a couple of jobs abroad. There's one, I said there's three jobs. There's one in um, Soho House in New York. There's mm -hmm. one a fine dining in Moscow and there's also the Phoenix in, as you know, Richmond in uh, Melbourne with Gary Megan and Robert Capaldi. Mm. And so I took that one and um, came came over here, which was very, very exciting, absolutely fantastic. And that's where I met the woman of my dreams, Raina, and I always said I was going to travel the other side of the planet to, to find my my one. And um, and I did. That's just the way it happened. And we decided to 
travel around Australia, so we, we, we bought a four by four and uh, and a tent, and we followed the sun clockwise, which and, is amazing. And did you mm. run out of petrol in Port Douglas, or did <laughs> was it the sunrise, the sunset, or the, the palm well, trees? Or we we, we, um, you know, we 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 worked around. Well, you know, did a bit of for six months. Did Margaret River. Did did um, broom and um, crazy places like that. And then, you know, be, being a chef is absolutely fantastic, seeing where all your produce comes from and all your vineyards and, and things like that, and just, just the beauty and, and the, the vast expanse of, of this country. Yeah. Um, and then the idea was to get back down to Melbourne and, you know, and then figure out a place which ticked as many boxes as possible and go back and um, set up shop. But we got to um, Port Douglas and ran a fan in front of South Pregnant, which was cool. And actually, when we were having a bit of a drink in the morning, she can drink coffee, obviously, so I was, and um, I said, would you like to live here? And she says, yeah, why not? And so we so we, we set up shop slowly, and um, we found out Harrison was going to be our firstborn, so we named the restaurant after him, and that was it. But, but you've got two restaurants now in Port Douglas, so you've got mm. the... Um... Yeah, we've got, we got, we got Bucci, which is um, a family-friendly um Italian restaurant, which is which is great. We absolutely love it, and uh, so Harrison's as well, which is uh, more of a um, fine dining. But it's not to put a fine dining here, Kerry. You know, it's it's, it's casual, but we, we're just a really passionate restaurant which uses local produce and we use uh, you know great techniques to um, to hear where those ingredients. Mm. I mean, I, I know what you mean about uh, fine dining in Port Douglas. It's not the same as fine dining in um, Sydney and Melbourne, but it but it is a, a lovely, elegant restaurant that you have, and and you do have that feeling that it's a very special place, and your service is very good, and the food, of course, is excellent. <laughs> um, so you know, it's sort of it's it's fine dining um, Port Douglas style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It is a special spot. So you know, people come here for a special occasions or you know, if they're free to go come in three, three times, four times when they're staying up here. Um, but, you know, we, we like to recognise our customers and, um, and, and our regulars and, and yeah, it's just a great place. We've been open now for eight years and, um, you know, time, time flies, but we're always, we would never get stale, you know, we're, we're always trying new things and finding new produce to work with and, and keep keeping our ear to ground what else is going on, not just nationally, but, um, but, but worldwide techniques and, and uh, trends, you know. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you about your local produce that you use, but mm. before we do that, I just want to ask you five quickies. Mm-hmm. So just give me a yes or no or tell me whatever you think about these things. Mountain, yep. or, mountain or beach? Beach. London or Paris? Oh, uh, London and Paris are romanticism. <laughs> uh, crabs or prawns? Crabs. Sunset or sunrise? Sunrise. Now that's unusual. I would have expected you'd say it's sunset because you wouldn't be up very often to see the sunrise. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised with three young children, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Sunrises have no sunsets normally in the in the kitchen, so don't see but sunrises. You know, uh, you, you've seen our house. It overlooks the ocean. So those sunrises, you know, looking from uh, from our bedroom and um, seeing the ocean through those palm trees. Yes, I can imagine that's that's a nice time of the day. Mm. And uh, the last one, coffee or tea? <sighs> English breakfast as soon as I get up, and then coffee half an hour after. <laughs> well, I was I was expecting that would be your English answer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so um, when I visited Mossman Markets recently, you took me on a, a tour around the stalls showing me all the locally grown foods and you described it as your supermarket, which is um, mm. a bit different from the normal restaurant. So what are, what are your favourite tropical fruits and uh, the things that you get there? And what surprises you about them? Right, so, yeah, so when, when you came up, Kerry, so I love showing people around there and every single Saturday is different because it's, it's full of small holdings and proper, um, you know, small growers. Um, but, you know, they just get a little bit of cash for the, for the yield they've got. I mean, we, the the citrus is going out now, so we, we're nearly over with the man, these beautiful mandarins and, and the bush lemons and all stuff like that. But um, the, um, do you remember the um, moringa I showed you? That oh, one? yes. You even took a plant home, didn't you? I've got it in the backyard. It's mm. still what, alive. Did you use that at all? <laughs> I'm st- well, there's not many yeah. leaves okay. to all use right. yet. <laughs> I'm not sure that it quite likes the cooler weather. <laughs> so it's- yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it loves arid conditions, you know. Um, but uh, Moringa we've been using now for a couple of years. I've got a couple of trees here in the restaurants. We do have a little garden at the back and uh, at home too. So, you know, getting... I'm 45 now, and I, I was brought up in uh, modern classical French cuisine. And so we used, used to use so much butter and creams and that sort of stuff. And, and it's really heavy, but... You know, it's partly because you know, I'm living up here in this um, this tropical environment, so things are a bit light. But also, it's because I'm, you know, trying to get healthy as well. And you know, people should be able to eat healthy these days when they go to the restaurants. Um, so you know, we 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 grow stuff in the back garden, but we um, get inspiration for the markets. And every single Saturday, I you know come away with two or three boxes of stuff. So yeah, so the moringa which we use has got um, really good medicinal qualities to it. It's part of the horseradish family. So the leaves, you can put in salad and stuff, or you can even dry them and use them as a powder. We we mix the moringa with a moringa powder with um, a bit of salt, but also we use uh, some moringa on um, on this um, salt baked salt baked nashi pear dish. But the, it's but nutrition value is times ten compared to any carrot, any apple, anything you know you think is healthy. It's amazing. But what's really cool, the actual root that goes into the ground, you chop a little bit of that off. And you grate it, and it's exactly the same as horseradish. And so, you know, we can get um, 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 some local eel from the tablelands. We get some local baby beetroots, and we make a horseradish vinaigrette, and then you can put moringa over the top. Moringa leaves over the top. It's really, really cool. But, you know, I went around there last week, and I found some um, jabotica, which looked like, um, say, like black, cross the two, like black cherries and black grapes. They got really quite a thick skin. They got a stone middle, but they're really, really sharp in, in flavour, but um, but but fruity as well. But they're absolutely amazing. So lots of these things have got real, real high vitamin C quality. I mean, I went there. Um, I, you know, I went to go there this Saturday. They won't be there. But what I do, I, I get those, and, and you know, there's too many for me to use on the special for um, for a week. So you know, I pickle some, I dehydrate some, and and uh, you know, we put them in cocktails as well. So, Kerry, did you um, see that egg plant, the canister, when you when I took you around the market? Yeah, look, I took one of those home and I, I opened it up and tried it at the airport, of all places. It's oh, okay. um, quite an unusual. It really does look like egg yolk. Yeah, no, it's a really cool fruit. It's part of the Zapote family. So what happens with that, because you, 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 you get it when it's um, kind of un, unripe, which I do recommend for any of those, so you, you can... Uh, 
you know, you can judge the ripeness there. Yes, they go pink, pink ribs, just right. So the, so the actual um, canister, egg yolk fruit, when it's unripe, it's a little, little bit too um, chalky, but you ripen it up and it does have the texture of, um, of egg yolk. It's actually fantastic. So we, we take that and then we use that in, uh, we make like a nice party for a dessert, so you can put it in ice cream. Um, but again, it's just one of those surprising uh, things, which is great. And then, and then that moves on to the... Um, the chocolate pudding fruit as well, which is fantastic. That's the black supposed. Mm. And when you get them in the market, they're, again, they're under iron. But you, you take them home and you, you ripen them up to the extent where, where it's nearly falling through your fingers and it, and it just looks oh. But um, But then that's the best time. And you can um, put it in ice creams again. Um, you know, we, we dehydrate it a bit and then char grill it and shove it with a kangaroo. Um, it's just very, very adaptable. It's amazing. And uh, we also saw those peanut butter fruit. <laughs> yes, we did, which are, which are crazy. They, that was a, also part of the, um, the um, what's it called, the magic berry as well, the magic fruit. Um, did you try that one? Which, the, um, the miracle turns, fruit? Yeah. The miracle fruit, yeah, which turns the sour things uh, sweet, which is absolutely amazing. Um, but the peanut butter fruit, which you had, it's got quite a big stone on it, isn't it? But, yeah. Um, but you bite into it. And up here, they, they call things what they taste like. Like, like the peanut butter fruit, you know, like the uh, chocolate pudding fruit. It's, it's amazing. Mm. It was certainly, a, I was really surprised it really tasted like peanut butter. And um, mm. it was good. Mm. It was very good. Yeah. No, yeah. that's cool. So I mean, so yeah, so we get those Saturday. We get all our all our bits and bobs, and this we've only got a handful of stuff. You know, we we um, I go out to the restaurant and you know tell people about them, give them something to taste, and that that's what's you know when people come up here, they've got to be able to see and have an experience um, the the difference and the uniqueness of our produce up here. You know, we're not all pineapples and mangoes and coral trout. There's there's a lot more diverse foods up there. Because you know the food bowl we have in the tablelands and the and um, and you know the and the and the oceans and and the and the foreheads and the, and the forests and the rainforest is absolutely amazing, you know. Hmm. And yeah. so you, you throw a bit of um, of all these healthy foods and unusual foods into your menu in mm. uh, lots of different ways, and people don't really uh, know until they they taste it what it, what they're getting, I suppose. No, exactly. I mean, we, you know, we tamarind's absolutely fantastic up here, so we we um we use that. We put that in our on the on the, in our rater and stuff. Um, we. You know, we, we get all our own pulses, you know, lentils and all that sort of stuff up here, and, and we, we activate them as well. So you, you, you get, like, a nice um, um, salad, but we, we soak our lentils for a little while, and then we, over a period of uh, three or four days, they, they sprout the little shoots. And, um, and we serve them to the customers that way. It's just healthy. It's good. I do that at home now for the kids, you know. Um, you know, like, a really great ricottas we make from the local local dairy up here. And, but we've got, like, a no-waste um, policy as well here at Harrison. So any way we'd make, we would um, get from the ricotta, then we would um, char some onions and um, put and soak that in the way. So that that makes a sauce for one of our fish dishes. Um, you know, we use all the skins from the vegetables, the skins from the fish, the wings from our fish. We use, we smoke those and and um, cook them in coconut milk. Um, it's, it's just really important to look after the environment, Carrie, and, and also. Yeah, teach, teach the young children and you know the and the, um, and the young chefs in our kitchen how to respect this produce and using their lesser cuts and um, and don't waste things. Sounds like a um, a fabulous way to eat and a fabulous way to cook. Um, mm. <laughs> I always yeah. I do enjoy uh, visiting Port Douglas and your restaurant. It's good. Oh, good.
Thanks, Kate. It's always good to have you. Yeah. So when's the best time to visit Port Douglas? I, I heard you had a festival recently. Yeah, we did. Um, just recovering, actually. Um, it is um, Taste Port Douglas. So, so that goes on every year, second week of August. And this year was um, a bit bigger and, uh, and better every single year. And we had an amazing lineup this year, as you know. We, we have 25 of the country's best um, foodie trailblazers, from chefs to reviewers to to um, to talking and stuff. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Really, really good. So it's, we do it over um, over three days. We have dinners on the Friday night and then we have the festival grounds on the Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, it's really, really good. Good, good. Well, <laughs> next year I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. We love to see you. Maybe see you before then too. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, yeah. Spencer. Well, thank you very much for the chat. It's been great uh, hearing about uh, how you incorporate wonderful tropical produce into your menus and uh, uh, yeah. making it a real dining experience. Fantastic. Lovely, Carrie. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for listening to Eat, Drink and Be Kerry. For more, subscribe to the blog or look for Kerry on Facebook, Twitter and Google+. This has been another quality podcast from Bytes.com. All kinds of podcasts for all kinds of people.